You are listening to the She Speaks podcast. The She Speaks podcast is here to normalize our experiences in life and business by sharing our stories of rising from the proverbial ashes of our real life trials and tribulations. When we share our experiences, we give others permission to keep putting one foot in front of the other, remember to breathe, and to never, ever leave the power of our promising futures on the table. Tune in weekly for fresh new content that will inspire you to share your story too. Welcome everyone to season three of the She Speaks podcast. My name is Sarah Swain and I have with me Shannon Miller. (laughs) Shannon is our director of publishing, um, but she is not new to this space at all. We have been doing all sorts of things together for the last almost three years, which uh, is both awesome and kind of scary at the same time to realize that all this time has passed already. (laughs) Right? And look at how all we've done. It's amazing. It is. It's exciting. And I'm so glad that you're uh, such an integral part of this team now because um, you just, you lead by example. And that's exactly why I am excited to have this conversation today. And for the listeners, uh, you'll be hearing a lot more from both of us on this podcast moving forward. We're going to do some episodes together. Uh, We're going to branch out and do some of our own solo episodes based on where our own individual areas of expertise lie. We may even do some interviews with different people. So we're really going to mix it up on uh, season three of She Speaks. And we would love your feedback. So don't forget to head over to iTunes and let us know what you think of the show and little shifts that we have been making. I say little shifts. I think about where we were and, and where we are now. It's It's been a lot of a lot of little shifts that have turned into this massively new business that uh, I know we're both so proud to be a part of. So why don't you go ahead, Shannon, and um, maybe just share a little bit about uh, the very first interaction that you had with uh, the former, the <laughs> original great Canadian woman brand and platform and, and how uh, you and I kind of got connected in the first place. Sure, I'd love to. So that was quite the experience, actually. It was my very first time um, speaking about my experience after the death of my daughter. So I was speaking on grief and trauma and the truths that I've found about grief. And I've never had anybody that was going to be willing to actually listen to me, like allow me to share my story and not only just sit back and listen, but um, record it and put it on their podcast. Like it was I was so surprised that you were willing to do it. Well, then, can I can I interrupt you for a second? What yeah. was the the surprise about? Like what was it that you were like, "Oh my gosh, like someone actually wants to do this." What was what was that about? Uh, it's about no one wants to speak about it. Mm. So you were willing to uh hold space, I guess. I, it's not my favorite terminology, but Hold space, allow me to speak and speak my truth without um, it needing to be all the things that 
you hear in society now about grief, which some of them are true, but really, and I would imagine it can't be very comfortable to hear a story like mine and then, you know, ask questions about it and such. Mm. But um, I do recall, (laughs) I'm not sure where you were. It looked like you were in a closet. I was in my closet. (laughs) (laughs) So that was funny. Um, But we surprisingly laughed throughout it. Um, I'm sure I probably teared up a few times, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. But never once did I feel uncomfortable or taken advantage of because Mm -hmm. my story was on the media a lot. So, excuse me, I was always very cautious about agreeing to do any kind of talking. Right. So I needed to be safe and trust the person. And I had never met you before, but just your energy, I guess. I just trusted you. (laughs) That was was a good decision, apparently. (laughs) Yes, it was. And we just hit it off. I felt very very sure that you would show my um, story respect. And the great Canadian woman um, was very kind in that regard as a whole community. So that was the beginning of our meeting. Mm -hmm. And then I'm not sure if you approached me about writing in the book or if you just said, hey, have you heard I'm doing this? So um, somehow I found out about it and I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's exactly what you said, too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I didn't ask any questions, (laughs) which kind of seems to be normally how I do things. If it just feels right, I just go for it. It's a feeling. So we wrote the book together. Um. And it was very healing for me. It was, I was writing it because I was a little bit, um, what's the word? Well, no, I more wanted to just share the truth about grief. Some of the things that people just don't talk about because it's very uncomfortable for everybody. So I was able to do that. And then in turn ended up having a very healing experience from it. It was very cathartic. It um, allowed me to peel some more layers off kind of thing. So was that something that you were anticipating or or did that kind of catch you off guard a little bit? Yeah, totally caught me off guard. Yeah. Yeah. I I totally 100% went in it to help somebody else and to share what I had learned. Yeah. It never really dawned on me that it would be healing. And it was a few years into my my grief journey. I think it was about three or four years into it. It would have been about four years. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I'd had done a lot of self-awareness work and a lot of healing around that, but it's never ending journey. So I really appreciated the fact that I did receive some healing from it. Mm-hmm. And it again, made me more aware of, of um, the strength of sharing the story of, and then, of course, the ripple effect of being in a collaborative book. So I not only reached the people in my own community, but then in everybody else's, too. So the interaction that I've received from other people in the world. I mean, I've had people from Australia and England and I don't know where else. Wow. The States, obviously. Yeah, reach out. So you never know when you share your story who's going to hear it. And I've also had a lot of pe- response from people that are um, helping people, supporting people in grief. So yeah. you just don't know what your story can do in order to share that. So anyway, we had the summit. Yay. A live event. <laughs> Remember those? 
Those were the days. <laughs> Which was amazing because all of the authors, except for one, were mm-hmm. able to make it. So, yeah, it was a really bonding experience. And yeah. so, and I was able to get to know you even better because you rented a house for all of us to stay at. <laughs> yeah. It was super oh, cool. It was and, fun. Oh, man, we had some great people in that house. So it was yeah, a lot of did. fun. And yeah, I just got to know you more. And we just always stayed in touch. And then you there said, was, hey, <laughs> <laughs> you want to quit your job and come come work over here? <laughs> well, you know, Shannon, and, I've, and I've said this to you, I don't know how many times before, that there's always been something that I've seen in you um, that just makes so much sense um, for me when I when I think about what it means to be a leader, to be a trailblazer, to be someone who is out there. Uh, you know, moving mountains and making waves and all the things that that we stand for here. Um, <laughs> and you know, when when I think about the summit, um, I threw you another curveball there too. I said, "Do you want to host it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to host our book launch? Sure. I think it'd be really great." <laughs> uh, it just made so much sense to me because I really felt the um, the level of genuine approach that you were taking to uh, the total experience of sharing your story. And I think where um, some people might get a little bit confused or maybe even put off by the world of, of publishing is that it can be assumed that people are only writing books um, for exposure or for accolades or for the title uh, of being a published author. And all of those things are great and awesome. And very, very, uh, each each individual author is very deserving to feel very proud of all of those accomplishments and, and things that authorship can do. But there was something about the, I don't know, it was a feeling that you really were here to make an impact with your experience and with your experience. And I know that you also received a little bit of pushback um, from some people in your life, uh, you know, wondering why you were taking um, the tragedy of losing Katie uh, into authorship and onto stages and onto podcasts and blogs. Um, can you talk a little bit about like, what is that pull that you feel um, that, you know, when that feedback does come, it just kind of slides off you like oil on water, right? Because you know that that's not at all yeah. what you are doing is sensationalizing your own experience. There's something deeper at play for you. Oh, 100%. It actually, it didn't occur to me. So when I first got approached by somebody regarding that, I didn't. <laughs> You're like, what? I, yeah, that was exactly what I said. What do you mean? And I did have to go home and, and give it some thought. Like, am I? Like, I really needed to check in with myself. Mm. And I couldn't find anything there. So I just let it go. And and that's probably the biggest reason why when that does happen occasionally, I am able to just let it go because I know like deep down that it's, that's not the case. And the reason why I do it and did it is because people just need to have that permission to be able to talk their truth. I don't mean like 
um, talk about other people within their story. I mean, like talk their own truth. And even in my chapter, I'm pretty sure I, every part of it was just straight from me, like how I thought Um, it could have easily ventured off into a bit of a story about Katie, but it wasn't, it wasn't Katie's story. It was my story. Yeah. And that's where I kept it. And that's how I knew I was being true to it because it was my truth. And I think people just need to know it's okay to, to talk about it. It's okay to think you're going crazy. It's okay to, to cry and fall apart. And it doesn't matter that it's three years or five years or 20 years. Like, so it just, when you have that feeling in your gut that you have something powerful to share, it's really hard not to share it. Yeah. It's one of those things where the, the intuition behind decision-making is probably one of the most powerful tools and like resources we have as humans. Like if you feel that within you, let yourself make a decision on it because that nag, like what if, what if you never did, right? Like what if we never did that podcast? What if uh, you never wrote in the first book in our series? I wonder if we'd be sitting here having this conversation today. I wonder if, um, you know, you would know the people that you know now. I wonder if the people who benefited from your story um, would have ever found, you know, the healing or the permission mm-hmm. that they were seeking from reading your story. It's those are the things when when you have that that gut response, thing like this feels right, this feels true, um, and therefore I'm going to do it. Now, not everybody though is going to just say yes to every single opportunity that comes their way like you do, (laughs) which is what I love about you so much. You're like, yep, yeah, I'm in. I'll figure it out. It's like, yes, I love that. Um, Even just taking on the the, (laughs) um, hosting of the book launch, Mm -hmm. because here's the thing for our listeners, um, even though this was the uh, first book in our in our now series for the great Canadian woman. I had never written in a book before. I had never launched a book before. Um, we had never met. We had never the- even met. That's so true. <laughs> We're like, hey, nice to glad you're here. It's nice yeah. to meet you finally. Even though it feels like I've known you my whole life. What what was it about that that you? that you're like, yeah, no, I can do this. Sure. I'll, I'll host this in front of over a hundred people and probably a thousand people watching on live stream that night. What was it? I trust, honestly. Um, number first, I should say, like, please don't get the impression that there was no fear behind any of these things because mm. there's always fear behind all of it. Of course, I always think I'm going to fail or there's a potential <laughs> to fail or all the things that go through your mind. Of course, of course, that's true. I did. And I used to like get physically ill at school if I had to do like a book report in front of the class. So did I normally talk in front of people (laughs) knowing that so many people would be online watching as well? No. Um, What made me say yes without hesitation? It was, again, it was just an opportunity to speak my truth and to support the people in the book. And I had faith and I just had such a strong belief in everybody's stories. I didn't necessarily know, like I hadn't read each and every one of their stories yet, but 
again, you just get a sense of a group of people. It's a commonality. It's a community with just within the book that came about. And yeah, it was just. I love that you touched on the the myth of uh, fearlessness because my my fear <laughs> is that people are waiting for fear to go away before they actually act on that little inkling that they have in their gut. You know, okay, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. Or I feel afraid. I can't do this if I'm afraid. I can't do this if I'm nervous. I can't do this if I feel shaky. I can't do this if my voice is rattling or 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 quiet or shaky. I can't do this if my palms are sweaty. Uh, I can't do this if there's people watching. And you think about the the just huge amount of impact that if all of us collectively just let ourselves do something when we're a little afraid, then how much more impact could we be making as a whole if we all allowed ourselves to, you know, the cliche quote, feel the fear and do it anyway? The dogs, dogs are welcome on this podcast. Listen, we've got, we've got two, the Amazon doorbell rang about <laughs> two minutes before uh, we jumped on this recording. It's like that could have very easily happened right now. <laughs> dogs are welcome here. Um, you think about that though. Yeah. It, and, and that's, I think why I admire you so much because I know that everything that you do and every opportunity that I've either tossed your way or a opportunity that others have uh, placed before you. Um, I know that you are doing it with the thought in your head, probably something along the way, like, what the hell am I doing? Yep. You know, can I get myself through this? Am I qualified for this? What did I just sign myself up for? Am I going to regret this? Am I going to suck at this? Am I going to do justice by my story? Am I going to do um, good for people? Like, am I, you know, all of these questions go through our heads with everything that we do. I think it's so important um, for the listeners out there to know that. So thank you, Shannon, for bringing that up. Cause that's such a critical point. It wasn't just these, yes, I'll be on your podcast. Yes. I'll write in the book. Yes. I'll host the event. Yes. I'll quit my job and come work with the great Canadian woman, which is what came next, essentially. Hey. <laughs> but you know what? Let's talk, let's talk about this weird year, this weird year called yeah. 2020. Um, do you think, because I've actually always wondered this since I approached you with this about this time last year, I think mm -hmm. actually, um, uh, Meigs and I were having a conversation. Meigs is um, our, our saint, for lack of a better word, behind yeah. the scenes here with everything that we do. Uh, I said, I need, I need a partner They said, this is, this is something that um, I need help with. If, if we're going to continue to grow this space, I can't do it alone. Uh, and again, once again, you were the very first person that popped into my mind. And when I approached you with it, we were kind of just in the beginnings of weird things starting to happen in 2020 and, and lots of turmoil happening all over the world. Do you think um, it would have been 
an easier jump, a harder jump, easier decision, a harder decision if it wasn't for the factor of 2020? Because you literally left your career of over 20 years. You'd be like, yeah, I think I want to come partner with you on this. Because that's not a normal thing for people to do. <laughs> do you think that 2020 played a role in that decision? Or were you just kind of ready for something different and, and, and better or more fulfilling, whatever you were kind of wanting at the time? Like, you think it ha- do you think it played a role? And this is a genuine question because yeah. I actually don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't think it played that much of a role except in the fact to solidify it. Because, mm. um, and by that, I mean, you just never know what's going to happen day to day in your life. Yeah. But I've also been living that kind of world since Katie died. So it, that's always been a big thing for me. Um, even before that, it's like, well, what's the worst that can happen? What's the best thing that can happen? Um, What if I don't do this? (laughs) And to be honest, I think I was in hindsight now, I was just waiting for the right opportunity. It's not that I hated my job or the people I worked for, like it was all fine. It was Mm -hmm. all fine. But anybody that really knows me is I don't really like fine. (laughs) like more than fine please I like more than fine and Mm. sometimes in order to get more than fine you know you have to go through the muck or you have to start from scratch or you have to try something different and if that doesn't work try something else and um uh, it's just the way I've always been and when you approached me around this time you I think you said take some time to think about it I'm not sure (laughs) I, I think so. And I don't think you took time to think about it. You're like, I, I would like to do this. <laughs> I, well, and I mean, what an opportunity. And well, what if, again, and that was my m- biggest question that I asked myself, what if it doesn't work out? Mm. Well, then I'll go find another job doing what yeah. something I've been doing for 20 years because I was good at it. Yeah. So I knew I could. So it's like, nah, now's the time. Like this was a gift. That, that's the way I looked at it. It was a gift, a gift from you, a gift from the universe. And if anything, look at all the things I'm learning. Like, yeah, amazing, right? I love that you approach life with that perspective of, okay, well, what's the worst that could happen? Because sometimes our fear is so loud when we want to have any kind of change in our life or think about doing something differently, even if it's just going from one employer to another employer. Um, we we can uh, often fool ourselves that we live in this comfort bubble, right? But if it was actually that comfortable, then why would we be looking for other things. There's got to be something that is just not quite right about um, the current situation. Doesn't mean it has to be bad. It's just not quite right. But we we trick ourselves sometimes thinking this is uncomfortable here. But are we really? And when we ask that question, like you did, what's the worst that could happen? We go find another job. And <laughs> just for the listeners out there, if if you don't know my story. Um, I won't get into that whole rigmarole on today's show, but in, in, in short, I left my job uh, in early 2018 and I gave away all of my corporate clothes because my approach to it was, well, (laughs) 
if I'm going to go back on this commitment that I made to myself, I'm going to go have to ask my boss for my job back naked. (laughs) So that was my approach to pushing myself out of my alleged comfort zone at the time and, and placing all those bets on myself that, you know, I could figure out whatever it was that I, I believed that I could bring to life. But even in that situation, it's like, okay, what's the worst that could happen? My business doesn't work. I'm not the visionary that I thought I was. And I have to find another way to earn a living. The worst case scenario out of that is that I find another way to earn a living. And you know what? I, I Just as you're talking, something that came to my mind, what really would be the worst case scenario for either one of us if we hadn't made those decisions was always wondering what if. Like that's a horrible place to be in. That's probably one of my biggest fears, actually. If if we're talking about fears, it's it's the fear of not knowing what I'm capable of trying, achieving, doing, experiencing. The people um, that are out there that I might not meet if I don't let myself make a, a bold or a boldish decision. That scares me. Like that's what that's the stuff that freaks me out. It's like what what have I robbed myself of? And that now that we're talking about this, this is bringing me all the way back to a vision board that I made uh, in 2017. And this was the year that I was still with my former employer, but just feeling all kinds of discomfort because I knew that I was just bursting to let myself um, trust myself through the entrepreneurial journey. And I remember I locked myself in my lady cave at the time, a little corner of the house that I had created to feel inspiring and, and feel like there was some hope in, you know, I'd go in there before work, I'd come in there after work, I'd go in there on the weekends just to kind of keep my, my mind right. Um, because I was feeling so drained by my, by my job. And I remember I went in there, it was, it was a Sunday and I took in a bunch of bristle boards, post-it notes, Sharpie markers, and a bottle of champagne. (laughs) I was like, okay, (laughs) we're going to, we're going to sit down and we're going to let whatever I have, like just brewing in me spill out onto these post-it notes and there was absolutely no rhyme or reason to anything that came out that day. And I still have pictures of them on my phone. Um, But in the middle of that, of one of the Bristol boards that I had been scribbling on all day was that exact statement of why. And I knew that I wanted to just do something. I said at that point, like my business idea was still not even remotely clear, also not even remotely close to what it is now, which is really interesting. But I knew That's that I, another episode. <laughs> holy Lord. Yeah. We'll talk about the evolution and pivoting of business <laughs> in a 14 hour episode at some point this year. But in the middle of that board, it said, uh, my why was that if I don't go first, then I rob other women of what's possible for them too. But now that we're talking about this, like I'm included in that. That's right. Right. Yeah. I, if I don't go first then I'm also robbing myself mm-hmm. Wow. of what's possible. Yeah. That's a pretty powerful realization four <laughs> years later. 
And you never know, you right? You just, you don't know. So why not? But that's what's so exciting now. And I, 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 I am always kind of, you know, struggling to um, articulate the power and the excitement of the unknown without sounding like a cliche Instagram quote, because we all get it. Like we intellectually understand that the unknown means that everything's possible. Like that's literally what that means. Like you, you don't know what you're walking into, which means everything's on the table. But to really experience it and know like in your bones, it's like little treasure hunts. It's little gifts that you just get rewarded with on a regular basis because at when you're in business or when you're when you're just trusting yourself to do something different than you have been doing your whole life then you have no idea what tomorrow holds it, it's yeah. just when I would go to work even though my day-to-day work would be different from one day to the next dealing with different things different people different problems of course but generally <laughs> I could pretty much predict what like the second week of November was probably going to look like based yep. on, you know, the the business model and, and all the things. Not really um, opening myself up to much more outside of that, that I had the power as an individual to start calling into my life. Definitely. I love what, how you called it little treasure hunts. Yeah. That is such a good analogy. That just popped out so much. And I I was at a job where my job was the same pretty much every single day. Yeah, okay. So, so jumping from that to the unknown, it's been exciting and scary as <laughs> everything. But also, everything was an unknown mm-hmm. at some point. Even mm-hmm. when I started my job 20 years ago, that was all unknown. And maybe a little bit scary probably if I remember right but it wasn't after a while and just like with anything that you're trying new you'll either like it or not like it but it won't ever be completely unknown again so why not just try yeah let yourself experience something even if it just doesn't make any sense you know and that like you're again kind of coming full circle to the beginning of this conversation you you lead by example in everything that you preach um, and everything that you're saying on this show. I mean, in what, in what person's mind would it make sense to leave a secure paying job in the middle of a global economic crisis and go into a startup company, <laughs> right? <laughs> what? Well, I'm sure you had, before. you haven't done it before. You're like, well, what's the worst that could happen? So if we, for our listeners, I, you know, maybe, maybe today's challenge, maybe we'll do challenges on these episodes. We're just, we're just kind of going with it, folks. Maybe today's challenge though, is to, to really dig deep and ask yourself, like, what is something that you may be holding back on? It could be anything. It doesn't have to be business related. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, story related. Like what is something in your life that you might be holding yourself back on, um, because the fear is there. The fear is not going to go away no matter what you do. Uh, even three years, 
almost four years now into this business. I'm still scared every day. Like it just doesn't go away. We'll save that for another episode. Um, but maybe, maybe you're sitting out there thinking like, oh my gosh, I would, I, I'd give anything to be able to have a puppy, but I'm, I'm so worried about how much work that puppy phase is going to be. Well, what if you got that puppy and it ended up being the most life-changing love you've ever experienced, even when they're peeing on your carpet, right? <laughs> Been there, been through puppy phase twice, worth it every time. Mm -hmm. It could be anything. So yeah, listeners, what's something that you're, you're holding back on? I, you know, the timing of this episode too, just with the upheaval of our world, which feels like it's happening on a daily basis these days, you just don't know what's coming your way anymore. And, um, you know, the resilience that you need to actively be building up to prepare yourself for the twists and turns and pivots and sometimes the figurative two by fours to the head, depending mm. on how bad things are in the world on that given day. Resilience is built from letting yourself trust yourself, even when it doesn't work. Uh, Cause you come back from it and you come back from it with new skill sets, new knowledge, new experience that gives you more confidence to try again in the future, or to try something different in the future. Um, yeah. I actually find that I learn way more when I fail. Yes. So, I mean, it hurts because like, you know, you fall on your butt. So that yeah. hurts. But wow, the lessons in there are just incredible. Huge. And yeah, it doesn't feel like it at the time. No. But afterwards, yeah, you can, but... you know, look back and go down. <laughs> well, we've even we've even had these conversations recently just about like, whoa, are we ever grateful for those experiences? Because mm -hmm. not everything that we do here at the publishing house works out exactly how we envisioned it would. And even in our short time together, there have been some painful lessons learned. And while we were experiencing them, uh, it's not like we were ready to get out there and write our our, our best-selling personal development <laughs> book about how resilient we are. But you have that hindsight. We're like, Phew, man, look how much further that yes. put us ahead because we had to go through that muck, mm -hmm. but look how much further that put us ahead. Look how much more confident we are now in this area. Um, exactly. Or look how much more we believe in ourselves to get through hard things. If we were trying to navigate everything that we're doing here together um, at the publishing house in a way that avoided failure <laughs> or avoided risk of any kind, it would probably have taken us two, three, four, maybe even five years to be in the position that we're in now, just a six, 12 months later. Right. So angry. Totally so many lessons <laughs> in this episode. We didn't know where this conversation was going to go, but that's where it went. Um, Shannon, I just want to thank you for uh, being part of this space. It's just such a blessing to have you here by my side uh, as as I continue to navigate um, this business that uh, I had no idea was in my future. It was, you know, walking into the unknown is what led me to this space, um, led me to you. And I'm just super grateful for for you and your courage to to be here and, and go through the rest of the unknown because we don't know what's ahead of us either. <laughs> we have all these plans and, and big yes. dreams and visions um, and strategies, but we 
really actually can't predict the future. We don't know what lies ahead, but now we're going to look at it like treasure hunts. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you. I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever actually thanked you for inviting me in, into your world here, but um, it's been such a blessing. I've learned so much from you and you are just a genius at what you do. And I feel like I learned so much from you and I feel like we really like balance out. You really do. <laughs> and for the listeners, you'll you'll get to know our 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 similarities, but also our like polarizing differences <laughs> as we continue on uh with these episodes. We really want you to come into our world and, and get to know us, um, get a feel for the personalities uh and the women behind uh GCW publishing and all that we do here. Uh, Because it is a very interesting relationship dynamic (laughs) that we have. Um, And I think that it it works so well. Um, There are things that you you compliment me with so much that I just do not come to the table with. Um, And I'm so appreciative. And and going back to what I said earlier, that's exactly why you're the first person I thought of. (laughs) Because I'm like, I need someone who's kind of similar, but also very, very, very different uh, and has a a, a skill set that um, I desperately need to have in this space moving forward. So thank you. And I'm excited um, to see what kind of episodes you pop out on with this, uh, with season three on the She Speaks podcast. Um, we're just going to have fun. We want to bring a new vibe Absolutely. into this space. Our world can feel very heavy um, quite often right now. So hopefully you'll be able to tune into this space and, uh, and just get maybe a little bit of breath of fresh air. Um, I promise I'll, I'll try and bring the laughter with me, uh, when I come on to do my episodes and Shannon, Shannon brings the heart and the warmth and the nice big cozy hug (laughs) with everything that you do. So we're excited. We're appreciative of you being with us on season three and yeah, we would love your support. Share these episodes, tell your friends and we're also looking for guests. You actually, before we wrap up, Shannon, do you want to give maybe just a little bit of a an insight to the listeners on the type of guests that we're looking for moving forward, the type of content sure. that we want sure. to share? Mostly we, we want to know what was your journey? What was your experience? How did you get to where you are now? Um, tell us from your heart. Tell us your truth. Uh, what can you share? Can you give hope, inspiration, empowerment? Yeah. Um, tell us about you. Yeah. Just like you did just now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> love it. Thank you, Shannon. Thank, Thank you, you, listeners. And we hope you love everything about season three. We'd love your feedback. So don't forget to head over to iTunes, leave us your rating and review. And until next time, we'll chat with you soon, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the She Speaks podcast. If you like this episode, please be sure to send us a five-star rating and review on iTunes to help us reach more listeners. For more information on our publishing services, please visit us at www.gcwpublishing.com.